0: basement floor Oh no (laughs) it's okay no big deal
1: welcome Welcome in everybody you know larcy's just showing off september as usual because september's like what are you doing mom what are you doing all right
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh look at that
1: And uh, I have two two kind of backdrops for my talks. I did a, a, t- a talk this morning where it was a like kind of a nonpartisan talk, so I didn't have like the Biden Harris sign behind me and so on, right? But now that I now that we're doing the CP uh, tonight, which is uh, can be equally nonpartisan or partisan doesn't matter because of our, the way we're organization set up. I'm like, wait a minute, I want to get those signs back up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah glad you're all here we're going to get started in about just a minute or two we are recording right now we're Mm -hmm. going to record this actually to uh, well uh, to make it available on our YouTube page but I'm also planning to post the audio of this on our podcast because lots of folks are just kind of asking us for our takeaways from this from this election and then Mm -hmm. the stuff that Larcy is going to talk about later around our leadership is just great stuff. If you could drop into the chat right now where you're Zooming in from, that'd be awesome. What what town you're in, that'd be great. I look forward to Jen Beaker's West Seattle commentary. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go, see?
2: <laughs> it is very exciting over here. <laughs> We've got gale force winds and lots of white caps and lots of stuff floating in the water. It's very exciting. <laughs> well, I heard some thunder a little bit ago, but that's all I've heard.
0: Yeah, that's a rare thing.
1: it's not rare in alabama thunder
0: no no not in alabama but
3: we're having a dry spell right now of
0: cool dry air which is lovely let's
1: see i see um i see a couple of our colleagues are having trouble logging in can you pop the link Kylie into the uh, into the Slack again for folks. That'd be awesome. Yep. Welcome everybody. Uh, Larcy and I are going to co-host this, and uh, if you haven't already, drop into the chat where you're where you're zooming in from. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Glad to have you all here. Maya and Meredith, thanks for coming in from Virginia. Um, glad to have you all with us. All right, I'm going to pop up our, our schedule for this for this um, for our community meeting here- And this is uh, Larcy and I have talked about what we want to kind of go through here and kind of the timeline we want to hit this on. So welcome everybody to our community meeting. We do this monthly, and varieties of people end up hosting these for our staff, depending upon who's around and what the topics are. Uh, Larcy and I are going to be the hosts here, but you already see some other folks: Kylie and Julia and AJ. I, those are the folks I saw off the off of the uh, kind of participant list. We're going to do a little thing we're calling "One Word and Maybe One More," which is a little cathartic exercise we're going to do, um, and. Then we do- <laughs> Jordy is going to join is us already and is going to share <laughs> their thoughts about the, the uh, election. Really honored to have them. And then we're going to have I'll offer some electoral takeaways. I've got three that I want to kind of highlight and mention, uh, see if there's any questions on those. And then Larcy's going to take us o- take over with some next generation mojo um, mm-hmm. with some highlights of some of our Action Academy work, and then we'll close. And if you're not all on mute, if you might all go on mute just for now, that'd be awesome. Um, And we'll close about six and I'm happy to, if there's still questions lingering or for Larcy and I, we'll be happy to stick around. So welcome all tonight, so glad to have you here. And our first thing to start out with is what we're calling one word and then maybe one more, uh, which is something that Larcy and I just created today. (laughs) So we wanted to try out this as an icebreaker. So what's one word that, and want you all just to think about this, to use the next couple of minutes as Larcy and I are sharing to think about this. What's one word that describes how you're feeling right now uh, about politics? Not like, like I'm tired or anything like that, like generally, or like my feet hurt, although that might be relevant too. But one word that describes how you're feeling and then we are happy to have you, if you so choose, to add a curse word connected to it, okay? So, so one word about how you're feeling. And then if you feel like there's a, a useful, usually kind of socially off limits term word that you want to add to it, then please do that. And larsie and I are going to share our word and then maybe one more, just as you're sharing yours. And then we're going to ask you after that to drop into the chat what your one word and maybe one more is. And this is quick. This is not intended to be like lengthy. Um, this is intended just to be kind of a community opener for us. So one word and then maybe one more. So go ahead, larsie
2: So my word is focused, but just saying that alone is like, yeah. okay, I get you. But if I say it like I am fucking focused, like there's so much weight and gravity behind that, that I'm gonna use those two words as my one word and then my one more word. So mine is, I'm fucking focused.
1: September seems to appreciate that, okay? And as a quick quick aside, I just wanna share this as an insight into my life. Uh, While I was gone, my wife and my son were having a little bit of a disagreement about something. Uh, about and he wasn't appreciating the perspective that she was offering uh, and so she like stopped leaned into him and said your fucking life is incredible all right <laughs> it was one of those and this is the first time either one of us has ever expressed that term to our 14 year old son so and I was like whoa she, I was like how was it she goes it was good it was good all right so uh, my one word is um unbound. Okay, unbowed. Um, and I understand as a, as a white male in our society that it is easier to be unbowed than anybody else. I know that. Um, and so that's, that's a truth, that's a reality. Um, but I also believe ethically that partly because of that, that it is essential that I be unbowed in tough moments that my ability to contribute to a community and to the work that we do is, is not, it's not about how I feel. It's not about what I'm feeling at that moment or anything like that. It is about doing the work and doing the work day in and day out. So I am unbowed and I am um, uh, damn right I'm unbowed, okay? Damn right I'm unbowed. And that's what I believe is, is for me, at this time, at this moment, is what I should be, and also what I am. All right. So, I understand that there's there's a range of feelings. Let's, uh, Larcy, have you seen some of them? I had a chance to, haven't had a chance to look at some. There's a range of feelings, and this is not to disregard anybody's one or two words. These are the words that Larcy and I have off to start. If you want to kind of take a look at some of the chat, you can just to see some of the words that are rolling through um always really useful to kind of see that
2: yeah acronyms work too that's totally fine i have definitely understood the usage of acronyms in like text lingo yeah. with my kids too and really you know this is a one-time thing and i know i curse and here's like little one over here with little virgin ears she has teenage brothers, so she's heard a few things anyway. So like, it's good. We're just getting these off of our chest and like really making sure that uh, like we, we are making sure that we are channeling and focusing, refocusing our energy. But for now, we're just letting this all go.
1: Awesome. So glad to be here with Larcy, with you and with everybody. Uh, and so honored to have two of just great colleagues from an organization that I have all of the respect and love for, uh, Maya Castillo and Meredith Smith from New Virginia Majority. And you know I I wanted to make sure that they knew that they didn't have to come tonight, say a few words with us, but they were having nothing of that, all right? So I just wanna kind of cede the floor to Maya and to Meredith, just to whatever you wanna tell us or say to us in this moment, Maya and Meredith, and just know that we are with you today and tomorrow, um, and we wish we could have done more, but we're honored to be in this fight with you. So please take the floor.
4: Thank you so much. And I, I, I'm, I was trying to come up with a word to drop in the chat, but right now I have way too many words. Um, I'm not sure that I've completely processed um, the election results. So Um, I thought I'd just like start out by kind of sharing with you a little bit of the analysis um, of uh, how this happened. Um, And one of the things, and I know I've talked to many of you at some point or another, and y'all have heard me say this, but nothing good in Virginia ever happens by accident. And we've known that for a long time. And we've known forever that every single win and whether that's electoral or policy takes hard work, you know. And it was uh, Medicaid expansion was a six-year campaign, uh, rights restoration was a ten-year campaign, and you know, going into this year, I was really nervous because I kept seeing all of these this news. that was like Virginia's blue, Virginia's blue were fine, and it was really hard. I think, especially in the earlier days of the campaign, to get. The attention that we thought we needed, the spotlights that we thought we needed on our general election this year, because people were like, yeah, it'll be fine. And, you know, obviously those of us who are Virginians and who like have been working here and uh, and for any number of years, we're like, oh, this doesn't feel fine. It doesn't feel right. And of course, you know, um, I, I, I hate to be right. I, I wanted to be like super optimistic about this year, but it it did, I'll be honest, it turned out a little like we thought it would. Um, or that we were worried, we knew there was a possibility that that we would uh, lose, especially at the top of the ticket. Um and so I hate to say unsurprised, but in some ways I am. Um I have a lot of other like I said, like I said, unprocessed feelings about about this um, this election, I think, um, and I've been actually restraining myself on social media from like the billion hot takes, um, you know, this is why this happened. And, you know, the finger pointing that's happening right now on Virginia political Twitter, um, because I'm not sure that that's incredibly helpful, like not, not now and not yet. Um, so you know, that's sort of, you know, a few of the things that are going through my head right now. Um, I think there are a lot of whys um, and initial, you know, our initial analysis, but one of the big whys, and I'm not sure if I'm actually supposed to say this out loud, but um, voter turnout was, was higher than we Thought it needed to be for us to win. And uh, I'm not saying that we want low turnout at all, not in the slightest, but day of voter turnout and Republican enthusiasm about getting out to vote on election day was, you know, that I think the Republicans were able to drum that up and to get their folks to the polls. And our side really fell short in that respect. Um, and, you know, that's, that's why we have, that's why we have what we have. Um, so for those of you who, you know, have followed some, and I know there were a lot of races that were questioned and, you know, we didn't know where we were even yesterday morning. Um, uh, uh, Terry McAuliffe lost, um, Hala Ayala, who we supported for Lieutenant Governor also lost very clearly we we knew late election night um there were some questions about mark herring because he um he was getting closer and closer you know as time went on um and even yesterday uh i was actually mobilizing our um canvassers to go out and knock on doors and see if we could cure some ballots and you know deal with any outstanding provisional you know there were some different kinds of uh, ballot curing efforts and provisional ballot uh, chase efforts. Unfortunately, honestly, by the time we had a team call yesterday at five 5.30, Meredith, <laughs> I can't remember. But yesterday evening, by the time we had the team call and said, all right, we're getting back in the field today, or, uh, you know, t- Thursday, we're getting back in the field. Um, his team realized that even with the outstanding ballots, He wouldn't get there. So he did concede um, yesterday afternoon. The House of Delegates is still a question. The House of Delegates, we do have a couple of races and we have canvassers, amazing canvassers who, after every hour that they worked and knocked on doors and were out in the field, we have canvassers in Virginia Beach and Hampton. They just wrapped up for the day. They are knocking on doors and making phone calls and texting voters to see if we can get them in to cure their ballots, their mail ballots. There were only a handful of votes um, and that's in the uh, Martha Muggler race. And so Martha Muggler, we didn't actually endorse, (laughs) but this is not about any individual candidate. Um, So we're out there uh, trying to get her over the finish line. Uh, And Alex Askew, he's in Virginia Beach, um, one of the most competitive races, and we knew that going in, He is also within, you know, that tiny distance. And so we did have a team uh, canvassers out there knocking on doors, trying to t- track down a handful of ballots. Um, so hopefully that's enough. So we still, you know, don't have 100%. We're not totally sure where we landed with the House of Delegates, but um, we will see. Um I think it's really important, though, to also and and I think the Republicans think that they have a mandate. And with the close races in our House of Delegates, and I will say there's a lot of blaming going on and there's a lot of uh, blaming of our delegates, actually, for being too progressive and for making too much change too fast. And there's some finger pointing going on there. But when you look at the local races and the delegates that got reelected, They're the ones who ran and have supported a ton of progressive policy changes. Um, So that's what voters want. And it's, you know, we'll still see. But we will still try hard. We don't believe this is a mandate. We don't believe that this means that Virginia as a whole wants regressive and terrible policy. and then we have our next steps. So it's just, we're gonna, we're already getting ready for our legislative le- legislative session that starts in January. Um, and yeah, that's where we are. I don't know if you wanna add anything Meredith. And I, I do have some numbers that I did wanna share with you that I thought were really important, um, but.
5: So I'll add that the the good news, bad news is that we've been here before and we, we know what to do in this position. Um, we are used to fighting this fight so we know how to do this um and we we won't we won't stop fighting um and uh so you know once we get through the legislative session in january and february also good news bad news we'll have more elections next year it's virginia we have elections every year so we'll have more work for y'all because probably we will be reelecting everyone in the house of delegates. So we'll do it all again and just, uh, see what happens. Um, theoretically we will have new district lines. And so Mm -hmm. we, uh, yeah, we'll do it all again and we can reset. Um, so, uh, Hopefully it's a pause and not a giant step back. And again, um, we know how to do this. Unfortunately, we're very good at this. So um, it'll be okay. So, And then Maya does have some numbers to share with y'all because you did such incredible work for us and we really want to um, thank you for that. So Maya.
4: <clears throat> Thanks, Meredith. Yep. yes, we do know how to do this. Um, Virginia is the South. And we will fight like hell to make sure that we keep leading the South in policies that matter for our communities. Um, and you know particularly our black and people of color, um, voters and communities. So yeah, so I'm <laughs> like, Meredith, now I feel like, okay, I'm ready. You made that happen. Um, so a couple of things I did wanna make sure to share with you. Um, I thought many of you who did, who were able to canvass with us um, and who uh, knocked on doors in Alexandria um, should know that Delegate Paul Krzyk won his reelection by 35 points. Um, so uh, that is pretty incredible. Um, one of the things I wanted to share with you there is we did have a huge number of early, in Fairfax County, we had lots and lots of early voters, but in Six District, and, and I know Common Power knocked there on GOTV weekend, um, is, and we appreciate it so much, 37% of our voters did still show up on election day. Um, so all of those GOTV efforts, all of those multiple passes, um, everything y'all went through to get to some of these doors was incredibly needed and appreciated. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, the other one, and I haven't, we haven't obviously done a ton of precinct analysis and that's part of our process, we'll take a look at everywhere we knocked and phone called and sent mail to. Um, In Delegate Ward's district, and I know many of you called, we did not endorse Delegate Ward, um, but many of you called into the district for the top of the ticket. Um, New Virginia majority also um, knocked doors there. And the layered voter contact the phone calls on top of all of those knock doors in that particular region would not have been possible without common power phone bankers. Um, and just looking at turnout in comparison from 2021, from 2017 to 2021 in that area, there was a 40% increase in turnout. That layered voter contact really, really matters. and. The other thing that's really notable about that area is that it's so considered just like so dark blue that people don't normally invest there and people don't normally turn out voters there. And it is a, a heavily black um, district. And so there are a lot of voters there who have never ever gotten a voter contact. And so you all, phone banking and you know supporting us in, Reaching out to those voters is incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, The other thing I really wanted to share about um, your contribution that I really appreciate is that it does allow us to move our resources, um, you know, not knock on doors in this area because we can move into maybe a more competitive district or. Um, for this year, we did knock in some districts that were, and, and phone bank into districts that might not been have been competitive at the House of Delegates level, but were definitely important to drive out turnout for the state level. And um, I think once we're done with all of our analysis, we will see that being able to knock on these doors um, in places that are not thought of as competitive, really did add to, um, add value, a, a lot of value to like our big voter turnout efforts. And I just, I wanna thank you and I appreciate you all so, so much. Um, it's really incredible <laughs> to have partners that we can work, in, work with year after year. And um, y'all are, have been in just really, really our favorite partners. Um, please don't tell anyone. I know that's probably not the best thing to say, but um, you all are just amazing, um, and we do love hosting you and sharing our story with you and um, watching uh, watching you all grow as an organization. So um, I think that's it. The other thing I should also say, and I'm you know I'm just really excited about this. This is a bit of personal use. I got my COVID booster today, and I scheduled. My ten-year-old for hers, and um, so you know, <laughs> it's like a little bit of a bright light in um, in our week. So I'm pretty excited about that. Moving all of that forward.
1: Well, Maya uh, Meredith, thanks so much. Charles, I know you, I saw you. Your name come through the chat, Charles. So if you want to chime in or come off mute if you can and say something. That's great, but I just want to, while you're thinking about that or can do that, okay, but Maya and Meredith, you might think that having elections every year is a downside for you all, and I get that, but it means for us, it's an upside, okay, it's an upside because we get to come back and do more work there, and the reason you're saying there might be more House of Delegate elections next year, Meredith, is because for everybody in Common Power World, the census data did not come out early enough for the Virginians to draw their their state legislative districts yet. So there's a lawsuit pending about whether or not they have to rerun the elections next year, which would not be a normal thing for them to do. So it's possible that in Virginia next year, they will have all their state House of Delegates races, as well as their congressional races all on the ballot again. Um, in 2023, all the Senate and the House is all back up again. And, uh, and the Senate we know is gonna be super competitive and let's get back the House, so, so we're, yes. we're, we're there.
4: Can I add, just quickly add something about those House of Delegate races? If indeed we do have to run rerun those House of Delegate races, that would go a lot. Uh, and, and we do uh, take back the House, which I think is with work, a real possibility that would really help us protect our communities um, mm. for the remainder of the Yunkin administration. Like that, I can't understate how important that flipping the house back would be to make sure that we protect our our legislative wins um and and fend off um attacks from this incoming administration
1: okay absolutely charles gelter i'm here can you hear me yep sure can
0: uh, ben and I. It's Ben.
1: Hi. Hey.
0: We're out here in Wisconsin, getting ready for next year, talking to voters. Um, I just want to say, and I've said this, I said this to Maya and and Meredith, but I'll say it in front of everybody. Um, we love that we we know we're coming back next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, and we love that y'all believe us and that you believe you can count on us so you're looking forward we're looking forward too um and we you're our favorite partner too (laughs) we love working with y'all
1: okay um i'm gonna say goodbye maya and meredith because we're gonna move on a little bit here is there any anything else you want to add real quick before we go or are we Or or should we just say, it's not, what is it? It's it's goodbye for now, or what is it? It's like, until we see you again really soon.
5: We will see you soon. Thank you. Bye, everyone.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. Charles and Ben are in Wisconsin because they're out doing some voter identification and voter communication and education work with uh, Wisconsin Dems and with our team out there, right? Is that Are you guys outside right now? Because that's awful light.
0: No, no. You know how cold it is outside? <laughs> it's so cold. It's in the 30s, man. You would love it. <laughs> no, we're, we're inside. We're doing a, some community building at a museum.
1: Yeah, with your coat and scarf on inside, huh? Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Larcy would not be out here at all, no.
1: Okay, well, okay. Hey, thanks for the work and say hi to everybody out there. We're gonna, we'll move it ahead. Thank you. Yeah, now hey. you got some time to make up. It's cool. <laughs> it's good, it's good.
0: Hey, um, hey, just, just one thing, man. Yeah, go. Yeah, can you... um tell us all exactly how we're going to fix this country in the next five minutes. Just real light work, man. Just, uh, everyone's here because, uh, folks are a little disappointed, but everyone knows you have exact answers for (laughs) how to fix the country here. So if you can just do it in like one
1: slide. Yeah. I was just going to drop in the chat if that's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good.
1: Way to go, man. Way to go. All right. All right, Ben, keep Charles on the straight and narrow. Okay.
5: Man, I try. I don't know. He tries, so I don't think I can.
1: All right. Take care, you two. All right. Take care. I. Um, so I want to. Uh, I have three things, or insight, or potential insights that I want to offer. That, um, that are my takeaways after the last couple of days and the last six months. Uh, and then we're going to pivot to Larcy and our mojo, our next academy and our next generation leadership. Because <clears throat> the very first takeaway I have is that we at Common Power have from the beginning as an organization, when we were common purpose, and common, now that we're Common Power, have always conceived of, of the idea, the concept of wins, winning, as uh, multiple, multifaceted. It occurs in electoral wins, and we love those. I love those, we love those. Um, And we're not BSing you. And when we say, we're not trying to gloss over that and say that's not important. That is really, really important to us. And it certainly matters tremendously to the communities that we try to work in. Uh, But we've always, from the beginning, also thought of wins in other ways too. And wins such as community building and connection, the opportunity to spend time together through the ups and the downs in the field through next generation leaders having opportunities to, to step forward, to learn. And we have done a tremendous amount of that in the last six weeks since we started traveling again from COVID. And that, that is like in the big picture, incredibly, incredibly meaningful for this country and for the people involved in this organization. Um, and we've had wins in terms of our COVID protocols getting out in the field with these and the way people have honored those and stuck to those. And we're gonna, someone's gonna get COVID at some point, but we have figured out ways to minimize that as much as possible, all right? So there are a lot of ways we think of wins, and this is not just rationalizing it and feeling better about this moment. The reality is that on every measure, except the electoral wins, we couldn't be happier with the last two months of going into the field, all right? So organizationally, that's the first takeaway that I'd like to share. On behalf of Charles and me, we had a chance to talk a lot about that out in the field. The second takeaway I wanna say, say is one that's distinctly political. We shouldn't just focus on the Virginia results, which obviously were not good. We The Republicans have won the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and taken control, it appears, for the House of Delegates. But we also need to look at the state of New Jersey. And in the state of New Jersey, the Democrats um, have also Suffered a number of difficult outcomes, um, and they are going to hold the governorship narrowly, um, but they lost some seats in the house, um, and in their state in their state chamber to the Republicans. And so, what we have to understand, and I'm I'm certain of this, never more certain of it than I am right now, that all politics, all politics in America today is national politics. All right, there is no ability to separate of the imagery and the accomplishments of the people in DC from how we feel about the candidates that run even all the way down to to the local mayoral elections. So in Virginia and in New Jersey, we saw how a a president who right now has one of the lowest public approval ratings in the history of the presidency at this point in his presidency, he's really struggled in the last six months. Um, And the Congress which has not been able to find common ground among the Democrats in the Congress, let alone with Republicans, because they won't offer any common ground. But the Democrats haven't been able to. But the reality is they have to be able to come up with an agenda and and get it passed and take whatever they can get in a very narrowly divided Congress. And this president needs to be more engaged. He needs to be more engaged around voting rights, around these bills, around foreign policy. He needs to be more engaged. And everything I'm seeing right now and what I'm reading is that the Democrats Are walking away 100 percent with the learning lesson of the national democrats need to do better they need to do better and i'm not pushing one agenda or another a more progressive more moderate they just have to be able to govern okay they have to be able to govern so the second takeaway is that all politics are national and that actually adheres to cp's philosophy of why we work nationally not that we don't care about seattle or the state of washington But it's the reality that these swing states in these election outcomes in 2022, we cannot separate the national environment from the local environment. And so the Democrats showed us this. The outcomes show us this in Virginia and New Jersey. The third takeaway is that um, there were and are steady, vital, progressive victories in local places around this country that we can celebrate, there absolutely have been and were first people of X, Y, and Z to be elected to various positions, all right? The first Asian American woman to be elected mayor of Boston, okay? I mean, You think that just happened? No, what we should take away from that is that these successful vital victories, they took years, years, to accomplish. So as Maya said, nothing happens, nothing good happens in Virginia politics by chance. Nothing good happens in this country politically and racially by chance. Okay. It takes years and years and years of work and we're in, we're on, we're we're engaged. And so one day here, one day there, one bad election isn't, doesn't stop us. Doesn't, stop us, doesn't daunt us, doesn't, it hurts. But the pain today is part of the joy later. All right. So the second takeaway, the third takeaway is that there are victories out there. We have to look for them sometimes. And they take years and years and years of work. The fourth last takeaway, I was going to start with three, but of course, I've got a fourth now. It's the last one is, and it's an organizational one. Here's what I have seen over the years and what was cemented to me on the ground in both of the trips that I took around field work in Virginia in the last month. CP is the out of state organization, the partner slash ally that shows up and does the work for an inclusive democracy in good times and in bad, all right? We show up. For New Virginia majority, we were two-thirds to more of the volunteers that they were launching each morning in the last few days, okay? We show up in good times and bad. We show up also with a range of younger leaders and older volunteers. That, those two things, showing up in good times and bad, and with the younger leaders, diverse, and the older white allies, is what defines us. And I have seen no one like us out there, okay? So it ain't perfect, it ain't easy, it is hard. Politically, we've got steps to take. We'll have more to say about 2022 going forward. There are no guarantees except for one, that if we don't do the work, then our country's going down the tubes, okay? So there's no guarantees of success, but there are guarantees of defeat. We're in, we're all in. So to spend the last portion of this this, um, community meeting, we're gonna take one of those areas of wins, our next generation leadership. And we actually would love to talk about this for the next four or five days nonstop, because we love this. This is so important to us and your support out there Makes this kind of work possible. So I turn it over to, I yield to use a a political term, I yield to the colleague from Magnolia, my colleague, Larcy Douglas.
2: Thanks so much, David. And, you know, we don't have to figure out everything in this 30, you know, the rest of the, the meeting tonight, or figure it out even after we zoom off of this community meeting. We don't have to, we can still process these things. But we did wanna end this meeting because we know it was gonna be heavy because of the the election results. I mean, we also in Seattle have our own election results that we also have to process in the next few days. We just wanted to end this community meeting on on a win, on on our win. And that is the, uh, the Action Academy Virginia Learning Tour. And when we, what I want you to imagine right now is, is a mushroom, okay? Um, just park that for now and think about what it takes to grow this mushroom, okay? So just park the mushroom to the side, but when we're talking about how things take time and the, the, the network building that we do um, so that we do have an environment for success, the learning trip to Virginia for Action Academy was just that. It took months to prepare intentions of what outcomes we wanted our young leaders to experience. We knew from people who've taken these learning tour trips how heavy it was going to be. We knew that Virginia was also a really, really hot uh, state because we were working there, also because elections were there. So we really wanted to tie the, the history and, and the present. But then beyond that is also our philosophy of acting. What do, how do we act in this moment? So I want to introduce um, a new colleague. She's only been here like less than six months, and she spearheaded the learning tour curriculum in less than three months to get Action Academy crew leads. To go through a journey of learning about Virginia. And then not only did we just go there and like learn about really historical things and went to historical places, but we also contributed to the fieldwork. We had people who've never door knocked before, who've never phoned bank before, graduate out of Action Academy. And all of a sudden, like we're doing fieldwork in Virginia. So I'm gonna yield my time over to Sasha because she's gonna tell you and explain to you like all of the energy and the thought process that we took to really make sure that our Action Academy crew leads understood that we prioritized how they were gonna experience this particular learning tour. So Sasha, where are you at?
6: I am right here. Larsi, thank you so much for such an incredible introduction. Hi, everybody, it's so wonderful to be here. There's some wonderful faces I'm seeing again. Pamela, Bob, hello. Um, (laughs) um, It's so great to see everyone though, especially those who were doing such incredible work in Virginia. And again, thank you everybody so much. Um, I literally just flew in a couple hours ago and I know a lot of people are probably still recuperating, right? Um, But yes, we really did just a few weeks prior to flying into Virginia to do the field work. Um, we were with some amazing students. Uh, some of them have joined us here tonight and we had an incredible trip going through Virginia. Um, as some of our, as some folks know, um, in a community meeting just a couple months ago, we talked about our pre-departure sessions, right? We were discussing, you know, how are we prepping these students to enter these spaces, right? To really prepare themselves. And so we are talking about what is really the history of these areas, was the political history, the cultural history, you know, what are ways that we're understanding movements in the past and how have they evolved as we moved forward? And what are ways, right, that our students starting to recognize what are roles now that they see themselves taking on as they move forward? And so during the Virginia trip, um, along with, of course, David Donkey, with AJ, right, and of course, with Larsi, we really created um, this fantastic team. But of course, we had Bob and Pamela there who really just provided this really um, thorough historical viewpoint um, that I think our students could really touch on and could really interact with as we learned about a really heavy, right, a really violent, um, but then also really um, insightful history, right? Something that a lot of these students took with them as they moved forward, whether they were going into Virginia, whether they went back to Seattle and they were doing work with like phone banking and writing postcards, or like Ben, who uh, um, ended up in Wisconsin, right? And so the Virginia tour was really a great way for students to see what has been done in the past, what are ways that people have had to rally together, come together as individuals, or excuse me, collect themselves as individuals, but also come together in groups in the face of what a lot of what we saw, right, in these elections um, within these past few weeks, um, with losses and with wins. And so really this Virginia tour was so fantastic because we got a chance to see you know, leaders on the ground, you know, what are historians saying today, what are their hopes, and sort of what are their more, um, I guess, dismal ideas of the future, but how do we bring those pieces together. Um, Larcy was really, really great in making sure to ground the students in self care, right, in terms of when we are interacting with this history, and also how it's sort of refined and evolved or evolved excuse me to what we're seeing today, how are we taking care of ourselves, so that we make this a sustainable time, we make this sustainable movements. Right, and so the Virginia tour was so fantastic, and actually, we have some folks here who are on the tour, and I would love to have them speak because naturally, Larcy and I are going to be a little biased because really, I mean, we've gone on trips um, similar to this, and. You know, we're excited about this, which is why we're so happy to bring, you know, our crew leads along. But um, let me think, are are any crew leads, I don't wanna put anyone on the spot really, but are there any crew leads actually who would like to speak to their experience on the Virginia trip? Um, It could be brief if you like, but- um, Asha is
2: here joining us.
6: I am, hi. (laughs) Hey, yes, please. Um, Tell us a little bit about what your experience was, some really tangible, intangible takeaways.
3: Yeah, totally. Um, so this, so the learning tour trip, um, was actually my first time, uh, being on the ground and actually like door knocking, um, and um, doing the lay drops, and I don't know, like I knew it was coming, but I was still very nervous. I was like, oh God, like um, that like I don't know what's gonna happen. Anything can happen. Uh, I don't know how to prepare for this. Um. And I just remember. um, So I was in a team with Ben and Sasha. And I remember like there were a couple people that were like, most of them were very, very nice. Um, There were a couple people that were a little grumpy, but I didn't feel like in the moment, I remember like I didn't feel, I was kind of like, oh, that was kind of silly that I was so nervous about it because whenever. I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how to react. I look over at like Ben or Sasha and I was like, I'm doing this like with a team. Like they totally have my back, I have their back. And then by the end of it all, it's like we were working as a full unit. It's like, um, we would like take turns and like, okay, you door knock, you be backup, I'll do data. And we'd keep switching and it started to feel like, okay, this is a little cheesy, but it started to feel like easy as breathing. Like it was very, like it was, it was so smooth. Um, And it was just, it was such an amazing experience. And then I kind of took, um, I kind of took like that, um, like that moment. And I was like, and then uh, when I got back to I go to Gonzaga um, for who didn't know when I got back here um, in some of my classes uh, people were talking about um, in some of their experience like that they phone banked and I was like oh have you heard about Common Power you should come phone bank with us like actually we we might do some trips later you should maybe sign up for those we want more college students um, and I was just having more discussions about that and um, I one of the reasons I love the trip so much was because it gave me. Um, the confidence to say, like, this was such a worthwhile experience, and I want more people um, in the space that I'm in to, um, to be able to have that experience, because it was definitely very, uh, it definitely changed uh, my way of looking at even just like civic engagement as a whole, um, for the better. So, Honestly, David and AJ and Sasha and Larcy and Dr. Bob and Miss Pam. uh, Thank you so much. Um, And I honestly, what's the next state? Let's go. I'm ready. Anytime. Fly me over from Spokane. I'm ready.
2: (laughs) Thanks so much, uh, uh, Asha. So, you know, when when we were curating activities for the trip, I didn't, we didn't want it to just be like, oh, okay, we're gonna travel, we're gonna go to a museum, we're gonna go meet this person, we're gonna go to these sites. I wanted it to also tie into the now. So yeah, we door knocked. We were, we had a team of folks who've never done this work before. We had an inaugural moment where they went up to the to the first house for the first time. Unfortunately, the person was not there, but it was just the act of going onto somebody's steps, door knocking that door. And then what is that process? How do you record data in minivan? And then, but beyond that, we also connected with on the ground people. So we connected with other college students who who are um activists and in their own backyard so we had dinner with them because one thing that i know is a formula of ours that works is building coalitions and building networks so if we build coalitions and we build networks within our partner orgs then why can't we build coalitions and networks among all the young folks so we had a really fun dinner we had a really long dinner But a lot of the college students met other college students and to hear, like, what are they doing in their own backyard? How do we amplify that? So what we're doing now is not just like, okay, we're investing resources into this, but we're also investing the time so that they can exercise those muscles so that they can feel like I'm not the only one doing this. There's other people we can connect with so that we can build this coalition bigger and amplify each other's work. So um, I'm going to put in the link right here. And at some point tonight, you don't have to do it right away, but at some point before you at least put your head on your pillow and you want to feel good moment, I want you to go to our comment or our CP Future website, been curated a day-to-day uh, set of activities and pictures, kind of like a like a website blog, um, if you if you will, to just show like what we did day to day. And at the very end of that, you're going to see a video and a few podcasts. So you you get to see and in and, and hear it from their perspective um, why it's important for them to learn about this work the way that they did it. Um, so thank you, Asha, for, for hopping on here. I know, again, these are still college students, so they got to go to class, they got homework they got to do. Um, what uh, Asha had to come in and like had to do a midterm, mid-trip, just, just so she can, you know, she can submit something so that her teacher doesn't fail her or anything like that. So this was a really successful curriculum. We want to do it again. We're going to do it again. And Having 121 students in one year graduate out of Action Academy, that's a lot of activists and young leaders waiting to be activated and waiting to do the same exact thing that Asha just said she is ready to do more of. Hey, Margie, just, I, I, I,
1: this is a real-time question. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Can we show the video now or not? Is it okay if I show that? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and show it because I love watching it. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna do so. This is a teaser for you all to go to the blog. And Ben was incredible putting it together the whole blog. But Larcy put together this video in, I don't know, roughly four hours on the plane. Um, and so let's go ahead and watch it and then we're gonna close it up. We're gonna close up. So this is our closer for tonight. AJ, I know it's seven minutes. It's seven minutes of pure butter. You have this sound before because you're not hearing the sound, right? Can
2: hear it.
1: Oh, you could hear it. Yeah, you could yeah, hear, hear it.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Play oh. it again. Yep.
1: Okay. Sorry. 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 I'll go back to it.
0: Just put it on full screen.
3: didn't want to hear from young people then and uh, the march organizers told us that we would not be allowed to sing freedom songs.
6: people think like, okay like how That was the worst yeah. traumatic night yeah. in my life. And not to mention the yeah. repercussions of all of
1: I couldn't hear any of that sound. So I was like, wasn't exactly sure where to stop. Uh, So, but I've watched it so many times that I was just, I was really moved just watching it again without sound. Actually, it's really powerful. Larcy, thanks for putting that together. AJ, thanks for your vision. your your drive, your intelligence, your determination, your ambition, your your humanity. Uh, Larcy and Sasha for leading this Action Academy work for all of you in Action Academy. And in the Common Power community, when you provide money to support Common Power, you are building the next generation. We are fighting for electoral wins now, but also for the next generation. So thank you as well. Further together. Larcy, final words.
2: So going back to the mushroom, so on one of the one of the afternoons that we were at Kennedy Farm, I was walking with the groundskeeper and I said, Oh my gosh, there's so many mushrooms. Um, are they edible? And he says, you know, we just had a storm the other day, and when the storm comes, the mushrooms pop up. So I want all of us to walk away from this week and from this moment to be the mushrooms of democracy. We don't know how or when they will pop up, but they will pop up because underneath the soil and underneath that layer is a network of a system making sure that that mushroom pops up. So storms come and go, but we will be mushrooms every single time. Thank you all so much. We are investing in next-gen leaders. We are definitely, definitely going to be here next year for New Virginia Majority, sending our love and our hearts big and wide and swollen to both Maya and to uh, Meredith. And then also best of luck to the Wisconsin team right now on the field, on the ground, and just have a wonderful rest of your evening, everyone. Thank you. Again, be mushrooms.
1: Hi, everyone. Mushrooms. Outstanding.
6: Did, wait, did you just say do mushrooms? Okay. No. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, Nancy, depends the kind of week that you had. I mean, I still, I, the topic is mushrooms. I there guess it's go. free to interpret.
6: <laughs> awesome work. Amazing
0: work, you guys. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Nancy.
1: Hey, everybody, I know that uh, sometimes we stick around. We're gonna sign off here in just a second, actually. Um, but just as an FYI, probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll do another community conversation. It might be the first one in December, a regular community meeting, but it might be before that. But you'll be really turning the page towards 2022. Hiba and the great work that she's been doing out in the field, leading us. Uh, just so many things that we've that we got going forward ahead of us that we're excited about, lessons learned. Um, But we didn't want to get too down in the weeds on that all tonight, okay? Hib, I see ya. Thanks for getting back to Wisconsin safely and for doing the great work you've done in terms of leading, putting our teams together. Thank you. Um, Good night, everybody. Have a great evening. And uh, let's go, go team. AJ just said it, high fives, go team. All right, let's go. See y'all.